Hey everybody, it's your girl Coach Alondra Brooks and you are now listening to I Am Becoming. It is a special day today for Women's History Month. I had to bring you the lady that made it all happen. If it wasn't no her, it would be no me. So without further ado, I want to welcome Minister R.N. Donna G. Chains. You guessed it. That's my mama. She is a multifaceted, dramatically gifted individual. She's a registered nurse with over 30 plus years of critical care experience. She's a motivational speaker. She's a minister. She's a director and founder of Angel Wings Ministries Out Outreach Ministries. She is my mama and most of all, one of the very first mompreneurs that I have ever known. And because of her, I had got a little boost on getting into my career because she let this you guessed it this wild child go and follow her dreams she is the mother of three beautiful children yes I have brothers and so she is the grandmother of 13 kids yes 13 so welcome mom to the show Ta-da! thank you thank you what an honor and a privilege so I haven't shared with you, uh, Team Becoming, that I am, you guessed it, publishing a book, but it's my first anthology. And so for Women's History Month and for Mother's Day, the book comes out Mother's Day, but for Women's History Month, I thought this would be such a dope opportunity to interview my mom um, and to bring her to the show, because guess what? She is a writer on the book. Isn't that so dope? That is super so dope. So... <laughs> I'm honored to have you as a co-author to my um, my my first anthology project, um, and I just wanted to take this time, Mom, to say thank you for allowing me to be the child who walks on the wild side. I know that I have definitely been your most unconventional child in everywhere that I've gone, so I just want to say welcome, and we're going to get into that, though, actually, so I think well, one of the first you. questions um, that I want to ask you is what what was your why and why you felt it was important to show us um that to follow your dreams I remember like one of the I want to give a backstory here so I remember going with you to your 30th class reunion and I knew I kind of knew a little bit that you always had kind of wanted to be a doctor um but I I was so amazed like I felt like that was like my first encounter with like really meeting it, it was like the transition of from mommyhood to like my mom is like a real whole woman right and so like just knowing that you had your dreams were so big and I remember being proud of you that even though I know life happened that you still arrived so closely to what you originally wanted to do even though you had to take an altered path so I wanted to know um what was the inspiration that made you go back for that goal well, here's a little backstory that you probably have never known. Um, one of the things that had happened um, when I was a child, I used to always have music in my head. I'd be standing there washing the dishes and I could hear, it, it sounded like the radio was on in my head, you know, and I'd be singing. And so I just always loved to sing. <clears throat> And it wasn't until I believe my freshman year of high school that I got up the nerve. I don't know who I thought I was, but I got up the nerve to try out for Glee Club. 
I knew nothing about Glee Club. You know, when we were kids, you know, I took the clarinet, the flutophone, and I did have some guitar lessons. So I've, I still always aspire to play the piano, which my cousin played. And that's a funny story too, later on, I'll tell you. But um, <clears throat> I got up the courage to go and um, audition for the Glee Club. And when I got in this room, I was like, OMG. It were people on the Glee Club that I didn't know. There were football players on there. There were people that were like, wow, they're on the Glee Club? Like, I had no idea. I didn't even know what made me think I could do this. But I love to sing. And I, I had this wild hair moment. I'm just going to do this. So at that time, I forgot everything I knew about reading music and whatnot. So I sight read. And we had this teacher, I will never forget her with the severe bun, you know, and uh, she was, you know, looked like the school marm and whatnot. So I went ahead and auditioned. I don't even remember what I sang, but I sang. And I came out of there and I was like, what the heck did I just do? <laughs> but I was glad I did it. I felt free. So they posted, um, before they posted who made it into the Glee Club, everybody that had been in that room were my peers that I didn't even know were in the Glee Club. And um, they came running to me and they were like, you did a fantastic job. We didn't know you could sing and da 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 da. And I was like, I didn't know I could sing, <laughs> but it was just kind of funny. So when they posted the Glee Club thing and whatnot, um, I didn't make it. I really didn't make it into the Glee Club. And I really, I can't say that I don't care, but in a way I didn't. It was just the fact that I stepped up and stepped out of the box and did something that I had never done before. It's like when those moments when you 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 break through, break free, and you do something you never would have done. And it's like that wild moment of, okay, I'm gonna go for it. So since that time, I then had the confidence to begin to sing out loud, sing in front of people. I started auditioning for talent shows in our school. Um, I then, and I would drag cousin, my cousin Linda that played the piano. She was always my accompanist. She didn't have a choice. <laughs> and um, that's how I got into, um, when I got into the Miss Junior Miss pageant, um, I sang for my competition and I was awarded for it. Um, the June Taylor dancers, uh, June Taylor had a studio in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and her daughter, her daughters were actually Rockettes. June Taylor used to be a featured dancer and dance group. She had a dance group that would perform on the Dean Martin show back in the day, if anybody's old enough to know about that. And so it was a big deal. And she awarded me a special award to come to her studio and um, take voice under one of the CBS uh, national you know broadcasting stations uh one of their um sound people that did vocal coaching and everything else she had never done that before um it was a special award it came out of the blue i was like shocked i was 17 years old so fast forward um everybody was excited blah 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 my family was excited that night and i kept pursuing singing I even sang as in the in the in the Miss Black New Jersey show. 
And so that was my, my, my talent that I began to aspire to really pursue. Well, by the time I graduated high school, um, again, here was that wild moment. I was going to make this big announcement because I always wanted to be on Broadway. And I was like, wow, you know, Melba Moore came from New Jersey and, um, you know, I followed her career and I said, wow, that's what I want to do, you know. However, my parents said, my dad was like, that's not a kind of career you should pursue. Where is that going to get you? Blah, 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 blah. And you know what? I get it. My dad had been an entrepreneur. He's from the Depression era. You know, work hard, you know, uh, get an education. You know, each generation wants more for their children, you know. Um, but he, he had actually been to, to Rutgers and, uh, and was enrolled in Rutgers when the war broke out. So I guess me pursuing an education was more what everyone wanted me to do than to pursue show business. So when it came to my children, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I did as a parent was to give you guys enough room to be quote unquote young and dumb and pursue your dreams. Because one of the things is, I felt like you could always go back and get a job. You could always go back and get an education. Whatever it was that you guys wanted to put your hand to and that you were God gifted, talented in, I wanted you to have an opportunity to do just that. Thank you for that. Fast forward. Um, when, you know, your kid comes to you like, hey, I kind of want to, I've told this story before on the show, so I, I kind of want to get your side of the story. Uh, <laughs> when um when I came to you, it was like, oh, I want to leave school and I want to pursue um, going to hair school full time. What were your thoughts as a parent? Like, because uh, I came pretty adamant, like, this is what I'm doing. I would love your blessing, but and I was ready for you. And the reason was when a parent covers their children with prayer, they also cover themselves to be able to have the insight to guide their children and to um, bring out their gifts. Uh, one of the things that God has shown me about you was that, yes, you were a free spirit, um, however, that your uniqueness was, is that you were going, you needed to do, you needed to have the freedom to do something creative. And so um, most of what I've seen it throughout your life is that thread of creativity and it can't be contained. Um, <laughs> that's the interesting part, you know, it's like, it's not conventional and it can't be contained. It has to be let go. It has to be nurtured. It has to be supported. It has to be developed. So one of the things was, is when you um, started having uh, such a wonderful experience in, in your junior high, God has shown me that you're going to have to take her out of school. 
and you're going to have to homeschool her at some point. You're going to have to have an alternative, which is why, um, and I'm so glad that you asked this because we never had this conversation, but that's why it was so easy for me because it was almost like tap, tap, tap on my shoulder. Okay, it's time. Let's roll. It had already been, you know, the Jeremiah plan for you. So, um, and I was grateful that I'm a praying woman. I'm grateful that, you know, uh, God had shown me the vision. Um, and I felt privileged to be, you know, guiding that you were 11 and uh you convinced that lady that you were gonna do her daughter's hair too much to my <laughs> shock <laughs> prayed I didn't get sued but <laughs> I knew that um you were gifted in that area you you had gifting in your hands you had creativity and it couldn't be contained so you have to support it and so there you go I always felt like I wasn't that talented because, you know, growing up seeing you sing in a band and, you know, like just all of your talent, it made me feel like, I was like, am I talented? But I knew that the passion to do hair and to be different and to like, I kind of always felt like for hair for me, um, cause I used to actually want to be a chemist. Actually, that was like how, how mm -hmm. hair kind of took off for me because like, you know, people would buy me, uh, the Tinkerbell lotion sets and stuff that you get kids, like the little Gina and, and stuff. Like, I would always, <laughs> yeah, I would always try to make it new and improved. So like, I never could ever follow the script. Like, you know, you'd be like, I bought you this spray on yourself. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to make bath bombs, but Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to tell this story. This is really, really, really funny. So the nail polish with the crayons yes. on it was so listen, plastic. It was at that moment. You would, I would always say she's making passion. She's making potions. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my God. So I got to tell this story. I was like three years old and um, I used to always be fascinated. So, you know, I'm an 80s baby. I was always fascinated with splash paint. Like when splash paint came out, I was so fascinated by that. Like that is just, I, I think it was probably at then that then if somebody looking back now was like, I knew then it was like when God flipped the light switch, like you're going to be a creative. Um, and so I cut these crayons up and took my mom's nail polishes <laughs> and put the crayons in the nail polish because in my brain I was like I'm going to be able to change the color of nail polish and I really had convinced myself that I can do that and so it's funny now that I'm a mom because my youngest daughter is like I can already tell that she's a creative because of the types of things that she does and had I not been that way you know you will be like oh my god like I got Dennis the Menacee as a kid but it I laugh at a lot of things that my kids do because I remember those moments for me when I was a kid and it's like almost having an outer body experience for me so it's like I wonder at that moment did you know like I pray this kid grows up to be something creative because like oh my god I remember getting spanked for that too though like <laughs> it was like I, I think it was like it hurt your feelings to do it but then it was kind of like I can't believe that she did it but I never was sorry that I did it because I really believed that I was on to something <laughs> uh, like even at that young of an age like for me to be have a grown thought like I'm on to the next big thing I'm getting ready to really I'm getting ready to like 
be an inventor. Like I remember that moment feeling like, okay, I'm gonna take my butt whooping, but I really feel like I created something. So it wasn't like, I wasn't really even upset about <laughs> getting the whooping. I was like, no, I know that I'm a genius. Like it just, I, and then to be so young and to have that thought, like, no, I'm onto something here. Like the world will know me one day. So um, I think that that was, um, I always talk about my coaching and stuff, but I, many of you guys don't know that I also have a company called the Like Sunday Collection. And so I knew that I always wanted to be a chemist and I always wanted to have some type of product line. Like I always felt called to that. Right. And so it really started at a young age. Like, and it's so funny, like, you know, I wrote um, a co-author of a book called Step Into Leadership Greatness last year um, with my mentor. And like, I talk about in that book being empowered to lead that it's your birthright I think like I have always known since I was uh, a kid like a small child that I was different and that I was put here to lead like I always was okay with standing out and being different and I had to embrace that at a young age like and so you know I definitely it's funny because I never really looked at it like I was creative, but I knew that I was just different and that God called me to be different. You know what I mean? And I was okay with being weird. Like I was okay with that. And um, it, I know I had a little, I had a little transition in probably like third or fourth grade where I kind of was like not okay with it. But for the most part, I always knew that I was different and that I was called to be more and that I was always ahead of the game when it came to a lot of things. So um. So a lot of you don't know, because I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I became a cosmetologist at like, I, I became a cosmetologist a week after I turned 17. So um, I was like, well, actually I was licensed, but I started going to hair school at 15. And um, if, if most of you don't know, in the state that we live in, you can sign yourself out of school when you become 16. Like you can legally be like, I'm out, I'm done. So I had went to my mom and was like, mom, I really felt like God is like, and it's crazy because I hadn't really even come into my spiritual gifts yet. I think like I was starting to, but I was like, mom, we were homeschooling though. We were homeschooling prior to that though. No, no, no. We started homeschooling when I decided to leave. No. So I was like, um, you know, I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm called to do something different. Like, and she was just like, and I was like, I, I'll pay for it all, but I need you to give up your, your lunch break. If you will teach this class, I could go for free. And my mom was like, wait, what? Like, but she went with it, but it was still like, I always have these bright ideas and it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a large commitment fast. Like, like I need you. Are you in? Or are you not? Like, so it's just, it, it's just, I don't know if when you gave your yes, then that you saw all that I am now and yet all that I am to become still like, did you really like see that? Like, okay. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't say, yeah, like this could be, this could be pivotal for, for what I know that her purpose is. We're going to go to break and we'll be right back. When you leave your business, do you leave the door unlocked? When facing legal matters in the business world, do not leave your business unprotected. There is help when it comes to business contracting, even collecting past due receivables from clients. An experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes. Don't do it alone. 
At SJS Law Firm, their mission is to partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open. Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. Call 202-505-5309. That's 202-505-5309. Or find them at the sjslawfirm.com. Hey, everybody. It's Alondra Brooks, your host at I Am Becoming Podcast Radio. I Am Becoming is what I would call inspirational gumbo. We will talk about becoming from motivational perspective. This platform will be an information highway for nuggets from the hair industry business to business in general, motivation. You can catch us every Sunday at 3 p.m. Come out and become with me. I cannot wait to hear from you. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Coach Alonda Brooks, and you are now listening to I Am Becoming. We have Donna Chang here. Yes, it's my mom. Welcome back. Well, let's just say this. I'm a nurturer till we get it right, but I have my eye on you because I'm saying, Lord, where are we going with this? But <laughs> I can see the gifts. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like one of the, thing about, one of the things about life, um, you have choices. Um, however, if you in your steps are ordered however we as humans can derail our 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 destination um you know you could take the long way or you could take the short way or you could take the straight path you know what i'm saying so you know my prayer was that you get there <laughs> you know what i'm saying you get there yeah. with the least with the least amount of damage the least amount <laughs> of trauma you know and me too <laughs> you know so that's what I could say. I, you know, I knew that um, you factor in the variables, you know, life happens and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, my prayer was always that we see your gifts come to its fullest fruition. Um, you know, knowing that you bear healthy fruit and good fruit and whatnot. And, you know, even in the Bible, when it talks about us being a peculiar people, yeah, we are. Um, everybody's not going to be the same. Just like they talk mm-hmm. about, you know, Christians being soft-spoken and, and very nice people. But if you really read the Bible, it talks about there were warriors, there were, you know, there were, there were naysayers, there were double-minded people. It, it, everybody was in the Bible, okay? Yeah. And so, so, you know, there was a role for everybody to play in the kingdom. So mm-hmm. when I look at people, even in my line, my, my professional line, you know, there's a role for everyone. It's like, how do we bring out the best in people? You know what I'm saying? I would say though, too, even though I probably am the, I would love to say that I'm the most extreme, but extreme as far as going everywhere, the unconventional way, we are all, all three of us really are different and really like risk takers um I would say that my older brother is definitely creative as well and he's he's uh been a young we all kind of well except for Alan 
me and Al stepped into entrepreneurship kind of young. Like we both kind of were like younger. Well, we kind of accepted our calling and our purpose. And, you know, Alan was a little bit later in the game, but he still was unconventional too, because (laughs) I would consider you basically in your era of moms to be the rock star mom, um, because, you know, our house was literally the house that all the kids wanted to come to. Um, you've raised uh, several dozen of other people's kids. And yes, um, and so I, I really want to honor you, mom, and say thank you for always being down the ride, even when the ride was real crazy looking, um, especially probably to your peers. You've never really cared um, because, you know, my brother, <laughs> this is a funny story, too. My brother actually we took my brother to college and got him a place to live. And he hadn't even had an acceptance letter. Like it was a serious faith walk. And I would say as a mom, you really taught me the balance of being having being a great mom but also being self-fulfilled I think that I always tell my friends when they ask me like how I'm able to do so much and I I always give you the credit because one thing I can say that you've taught me as a mom is how to still pursue your passion I feel like that's one of the greatest gifts you can give your children is to see them still pursue their passion and I've gotten to see you reinvent yourself over and over and over again and pursue dreams and I I thank you for that because I've never felt boxed in like I've never felt like oh I can't pursue this dream and goal because I don't know what that looks like and and so thank you for giving me that freedom and that liberty um because I hope and pray that that's the one thing that my kids take away from my mothering is that you never have to be in a box because you're a parent or because you just you got to do what everybody else says because I definitely y'all know I take everywhere everywhere the unconventional route um and not mostly like not mostly intentionally but I'm just like I'm not scared to uh to be the ATV on the on the dirt road like sometimes you just if something presents itself as an obstacle, you got to be willing to pop a willy over that mug. Like that's just how I mentally, um, you know, I mentally pop a willy. We won't even talk uh, about that. uh, (laughs) Reference. I, uh, I went down this set. I was always a daredevil y'all. Like I went, I was for real, really probably Dennis the menace Isha for real. The first one, um, I rolled my big wheel down, uh, 14, uh, 14 steps when I was like two, but I never, I never really had fear. You know what I'm saying? Um, growing up and I, and I, I feel like I really have a large part, uh, to you to do that because like, you know, even when you became, I want to talk about your nursing journey a little bit. Like I can remember, you know, us picking up and coming to Cincinnati and, you know, completely starting over but you chasing that dream like so many of you don't know my mom's dreams and aspirations was always to be an OBGYN and of course you know we all know life happened she got married you know started a family um but I always commended you because you did go back to school and you became a nurse and so and and all while you know going through a divorce having two other people's kids and being in being a transplant um some somewhere you had never been before so I mean, I want to clap you up for that because, you know, every I, I listen to people as a coach sometimes and have all the reasons why they can't do something or why they feel like something is an obstacle or why they shouldn't do something. And I'm always like, you could do it if you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can do it if you if you put your mind to it and you find <laughs> a way. 
Like, I mean, because literally, like, it would be times you didn't have a babysitter, and we would be right there with her dissecting a cat. I remember when the cat eye juice. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like, so, you know, and I I appreciate the fact that motherhood was never really a burden for you. So when you guys ask me, how am I able to do so much? It's because I saw my mom jump those hurdles. Like, she was like, yeah, no, you could jump, you could jump the hurdle, like. Well, one of the things about that, I'm glad you brought that up. One of the things is I was raised in the era that of accountability and responsibility. Um, Like when we came out of high school, we had two choices. We already knew what they were. Like, don't ask no questions, just do it. You know, you either going to high, you either going to college or you were going to work. You had a third option, you could get married, but you were going to college or you were going to work. There was nothing to think about other than which college did you get into and which one do you want to go to, (laughs) you know, or, (laughs) you know, get a job, you know. So one of the things is, is that even though I, I, um, I did attend and I was in a a pre-med major, you know, in college, you know, at a young age, um, when I, when I got sidetracked and uh, got married and started a family early, I, I was always, it was always my responsibility. You know, it was always my responsibility. It was never a thought or a question. You know, I listen, you know, to the generation now to my, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't sign up to be a single parent. And it, yeah, you did. But it's like, you know, all the things that they talk about, they didn't sign up to do. And I'm like, yeah, you did. You know, the moment you become a parent, it's your responsibility, period. And so I never looked at it as a burden. I looked at it as my responsibility. So we sure did because you was like, come on, little man, man, junior, tink, tink, get in the car. Like you was, <laughs> you was like, the yeah, morning that I had the whole I had the whole starting lineup of the football team in my car one night when I pulled everybody off the field, it was 10 of them. <laughs> a little lady looked at me, she said, I'm so glad you did that. I looked at her like punk (laughs) you know know, but the thing of it was was that um I enjoyed you guys you you were my kids um I you you were gonna you know like I always tell you guys like make your children behave you never know um you know what you you may have to do um I always made sure that you you guys were mannerable and enough that I could leave you if I had to with somebody and you weren't a burden on them or they looked like oh god here come baby's kids no that was never the case so um you know now in this day and age you know people need to really go back to that because now we're not as trusting uh you know we don't even know some of our neighbors you know yeah um so that's not a luxury anymore so it's like I always felt that you guys were my responsibility um and I knew at times I didn't have the support um you know also because I was the one that lived the furthest away I was the gypsy in the family so it's like you know I had that that I always tell people I'm a child of the universe you know I'm I'm a free I'm a free spirit too so you know Mm -hmm. when it comes to moving and whatnot I tell people what's different nothing you need shelter you need food you need a job you need to you know like you you know, you need a means to provide for yourself. So you're going to need to do that wherever you go. So just how do you do it? You know, um, I know sometimes I don't, I don't tell people my plans because they look at me like I'm crazy. It's like, 
you don't have a plan like right i gotta do what i gotta do wherever i go i mean it's like some things you do need to have a plan but the best part and the and the best way to be disappointed is if your plan doesn't come through because actually when we moved um to cincinnati i was supposed to have a job and it was supposed to be lateral to what i was doing when we were in new jersey and it was all set and everything else and somehow the ball got dropped so if i was dependent upon and not being able to as we say now pivot um be adaptable um and not waste my energy, you know, being mad about it. Like sometimes the best blessings are the ones that don't come through because there's something else that's prepared for you. You know, um, it's it's all about the pivot. It's all about the adaptability. It's all about, you know, um, yeah, you guys were mine. Um, There was no doubt about it. I knew I had to do certain things. So when you, when you don't stress about those things and you just count them all joy, uh, you know, it's never a burden. You guys were always with me and we always made fun out of it too. <laughs> you know, hey, let's pack up the car. We're going down the shore. <laughs> you know, um, no, yeah, I didn't have a lot of money. Definitely a state in the world for sure. I mean, like we, we, you know, we, you and I have had a lot of mother-daughter trips, like very crazy. Oh gosh, yeah. You wouldn't yeah, even yeah. think yeah. that anybody Louise, would yeah. want to go, but yeah. <laughs> Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so I don't want to cut you short, but um, definitely look for her chapter. I'm going to announce the book today. We got a book coming. It's coming out May 8th, Mother's Day. Woo-hoo. It's called Diamonds and Pearls, Affirmations for a Mompreneur Who Rocks. And look to read my mom's chapter. She drops a whole lot of gems in there. It's called Lessons of a Proverbs woman panor it is super dope definitely want to read it um hopefully you enjoy her today mom tell people where they can connect with you um on social media my email is spiritually pampered at yahoo.com um i'm also a mary Kay independent consultant changing lives mindsets and financial goals so um i'm at MaryKay.com slash capital D, capital C, H A N G. Yeah, that's her real name. If y'all ever seen that Jerry Seinfeld episode where Donna Chang, yeah, that's really her name. But we'll talk about that another time, another episode. Listen, y'all, you know my motto don't do anything for man's approval, but do everything with man in mind. And remember, don't worry about what it look like outside. It's never not a time to become. You know, you guys could always meet me here or beat me here every Sunday or cast a rate replay during the week. Um, and you can find me on Facebook or Instagram under I must become the number one. Listen, I love you in real life. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you. Now you see one half of what I come from and why I am the way I am and why I go hard. Because I was going hard is how I how I was raised. I incubated in that, right? I'm marinated in that. And then mom, would you like to leave us with any final thoughts? Yes. Um, I, I, I want to say thank you. Thank you. It's been a privilege and honor. And I'm so proud of you. Um, you know, we don't get an, enough time to tell each other I love you and how proud I am of you. And, um, you know, 
I'm excited about this book. Uh, I'm, and again, I'm honored that you're publishing it and have asked me to write on this project. And hopefully we can inspire others um, to step out of their comfort zone and uh, be more productive, pursue their dreams, you know, and let life happen as it's going to happen. But, you know, know that it's going to be okay. So thank you. You're welcome and thank you. And listen, y'all, I want to encourage you guys as parents to empower your children to lead at whatever that looks like. Let them be unconventional and unapologetically. Like, don't let them label your child and say, oh, so-and-so is bad. Explore that. It could be something that they want to get out. They talk a lot. Make Put them in a position to become a great orator. If they always scribbling on something, put them in some art classes, help develop that because there is something there. It's, not, it's, it's time out for us to sleep, stop sleeping on our children's God-given purpose and make sure that we are have our eyes open and our heads up as parents to advocate for our children's spiritual gifts and their purpose. Push them towards purpose. Leadership is their birthright. Empower them to lead whatever that looks like don't let anybody put a label on your children anymore and say yes more than you say no to the unconventional things that they want to do had my mom not said yes and she listened to everybody that was like you gonna let that girl leave school you gonna let her do that you gonna let but guess what me taking an unconventional approach didn't mean that I gave up on myself I still got my education I was able to complete hair school and I was duly enrolled in college and because my mom said yes not only did she catapult me to another level of success, we were able to set a precedence for other people to go to vocational school. That's another thing that people don't know. I was the first in the state of Ohio to go to hair school under the age of 16 that didn't go by way of vocational school. They had to create mandates and precedents and legislation for me to be able to go and to think now there's other kids that are 16 17 years old that are able to just walk in and say I want to pursue my dreams and my goals and they don't have to do it through a vocational school through high school because my mom said yes we were able to set that precedent so thank you mom for allowing me to be a trailblazer thank you for your yes thank you for the many many moons ago 22 years ago giving up that lunch break that 30 minutes um or hour and, and <laughs> oh, yeah. saying yes um and allow listen y'all that was a big a big yes because that was like my first real debt at like 16 paying for my education and I was able to work I did work I did pay for my books and stuff like that so she allowed me to assume the responsibility and that was life-changing for me um because well, that you were yes smart that, enough you were smart enough to get sponsors that that was yeah for my from shout out to dr billy nichols for, i was yeah. so impressed with you for doing that yeah my doctor bought my first set of marcel irons he did shout out to dr billy nichols for that for that for blessing me um but yeah and not only that if if she had never said yes i would have never been able to do hair around the world i would have never been on tour with disney on ice there was so many opportunities that came from that one yes that i would not have been able to do so thank you thank you thank you thank you y'all remember it's never not a time to become remember don't worry about what it looks like outside always stay prayerful prayers up for ukraine but listen 
don't let that distract you from realizing that it's it's time now for you to activate the power of your yes. It's time for you to take the leap. It's time for you to go shatter generational curses. It's time for you to take the leap to be the first of many in your bloodline to walk in your purpose because somebody is waiting on you to become so that they know that it's possible. You have opportunities stored up in your yes for somebody else. You're an employer. You're a boss. You're a manager. You're a leader. You're a teacher. So make sure you activate the power of your yes. Leap into your becoming. Remember, you can meet me here every Sunday at 3 p.m. and take the leap and become the total package. Or tune in during the week. We're always here. Catch the replay. Share it. Tag it. And uh, recommend a friend to listen to it. If you never know whose life you will change. Listen, also, you can tap in on social media. Follow me on Instagram or Facebook at I Must Become the Number One. And you can go to my website, imustbecome.com, and book your leap session. Let's get you leaping to your becoming. I love you. Thank you, mom. To my siblings, I'm the favorite, and I'm just playing. I love y'all, too. (laughs) I love y'all, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. And listen, stay tuned for the book, Mom Diamonds and Pearls, Affirmations of a Mompreneur Who Rocks, dropping May 8th, Mother's Day. It'll make a great gift. Listen, we're getting ready to go into pre-order soon. So make sure you tap into the authors that I'm bringing to you so you can purchase your copy. Listen, it's going to be the next international bestseller. I promise. Listen, I love you guys in real life. Peace. Bye-bye.